Hey everybody, welcome to Far Out Dudes. It's another weekend, we got another Far Out conversation for you. I am one of your hosts, Paul. I'm the better host, Joseph. And Joseph, the better host, and the reason he is, is because he's (laughs) going to go over another conspiracy theory. Yes, I bring another discussion for us today. Which, I don't think this is a conspiracy though. This is something that's been proven, right? It's just a Far Out conversation. Okay. You know. All right. So... Well, I brought for us to discuss us <laughs> with this conversation. <laughs> I brought to talk about the light bulb mafia. Ooh, I and didn't realize there was a light bulb mif- mafia. There is, Ooh, okay. and uh, let me get into it because a lot of people haven't heard about it, or I haven't like seen a lot of discussions about it either, which is crazy. And what brought me to it is because uh, the recession going on, and um, what do they call it when they they make. Uh, a product that was like 10 count and now it's six count, but it's still the same price. It is shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. That's what brought me to this too. So. Okay. <clears throat> Off the bat, how long do you think, off the top of your head, should a typical incandescent, at least then, light bulb should last? I would say most light bulbs today, if they're not the LED fancy ones, yeah. then they typically last probably a couple of years. Whereas hour-wise, how many hours? Oh, how many hours? Yeah. I don't think I even pay attention to that because we usually, like, what, turn on the lights in the evening, turn them Mm -hmm. off during the day. So, typically, we leave them on for maybe a couple of hours. Just off the top of your head, how many hours? You don't have to get mathematical here. I'm trying to figure out, like, how many. That's that's a a huge number to come up with. Well, it lasts anywhere between 750 and 2,000 hours, depending on a few things, obviously, like, how long you have it on and all that stuff. Okay. The reason this is important is because way back in the 1920s, light mm-hmm. bulbs were already averaging about 1,800 hours. 1,800 hours they were averaging. And some lasting 2,500 hours. Wow. You would think that uh, our technology would only get better. Yeah. Now, 100 years later, why haven't the light bulbs gotten any better? I would say... Rhetorical uh, question. Don't answer it. Well, no. I'll th- tell you why. And it is the Phoebus Cartel. Oh, Phoebus Cartel. Phoebus Cartel, right about the time, that same I've time in the 1920s, is when light bulb uh, lifespan started going down. So in Geneva, Switzerland, a secret meeting was being held just before Christmas in 1924. This meeting consisted of the top executives from the top leading light bulb manufacturers that consisted of the typical Philips, International General Electric, Tokyo Electric, Osram from Germany, and Associated electric from the uk along with a few others but those are the the big boys in the game you know the big big names big hitters uh they formed the phoebus cartel named after phoebus the greek god of light they did something that uh, maybe the first time a global group of companies came together to help each other not to try to outdo each other or anything you know they came together to take control of the global supply of light bulbs now, I'll state the obvious. One of the main things companies need to do is sell and sell more and more product year over year, right? Mm-hmm. A good example of this, of this is Osram, you know, the Nazi one. Uh, in 1923, they sold 63 million light bulbs. But the following year, they only sold 28 million light bulbs. Light bulbs are lasting too long. How dare people? Don't have- make quality things. No. And as you know... The longer things last, the longer, you know, the greater eats into profits, into sales. And the biggest thing 
to get companies' attention is you hit their pocketbooks. Exactly. So <clears throat> I want to revert back to where was this where was this particular secret meeting held again? Uh, it says Geneva. Geneva, Switzerland. Switzerland. Yes. Okay. So this happened in the 1920s uh-huh. where a group of rich individuals uh-huh. had decided the fate of the light bulb. Yeah. Correct? Of how to uh, so now we, sell more. Yeah. So now, instead of us being able to have a light bulb that lasts multiple years and hours, mm-hmm. we're stuck with purchasing light bulbs over and over and over yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Right? What does that remind you of? Um, Let's say a particular rich group of people uh-huh. having a meeting mm-hmm. in Switzerland. Uh-huh. Maybe not necessarily Geneva, mm-hmm. but maybe place called davos mm-hmm. in switzerland uh-huh and maybe that secret group of individuals well they're not very secret they didn't meet secretly That's everybody a- knows about it <laughs> yeah. the world economic forum mm-hmm. where they're deciding what they want to how they want to um form everything. our culture and our economics and everything that globally. we do now globally mm-hmm. so right? but this one they did secretly so. Oh, this was se- okay. So <clears throat> secretly, they're they're out in the open now, just telling us because we're basically sheeply and are going to <laughs> allow them to. Because do what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. So back to the Phoebus cartel thing. Mm-hmm. So what this meeting is about, what they all agreed to is to purposely reduce the lifespan of their light bulbs to one thousand hours. That cut the average lifespan for these bulbs almost in half. Uh, one of the questions that popped in my head, well, with it being global and everyone wanting their own slice of the profit, was how would they make sure that everyone was following the rule to reduce the lifespan, to make sure not, you know, like, hey, these people will last longer, so I'm going to buy more of them for that yeah. quick spurt. Where's that Where's <clears throat> that one individual that's like, this isn't right, mm-hmm. we need to be able to provide this, it, this, is a, a, this is a net good, mm-hmm. this is good for society? No. Why? When they can just fill their pocketbooks. Yeah. So they decided to enforce it by making everyone send in samples of bulbs from their factories and obviously tested them to make sure that they're following the rule. But I guess the other way that they could find out is be like the consumer would go, wow, these light bulbs last hey, forever. this one lasts longer than this one. You should go mm-hmm. purchase that one. Yeah. I haven't had to change it out in like years. And yeah. the other ones are like, oh, mine only lasts a couple of years. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. by that time, <clears throat> I think it'd be too late because everyone would start buying. Yeah. And the person who's... Uh, There'd be... Millions on the shelves already, too. They would they would test them and, and make sure they were enforced the rules. If they found the bulb was lasting significantly longer than a 1,000 hours, then the company was fined, and it was in a graduating scale. So the more it lasted, the more the fine went up. Wait, so not only were they testing them, mm-hmm. but they would find them and reprimand them, basically, for... Yeah. Creating something that would last longer than what was agreed upon. For making a really good quality product, yes. They would find it. Well, because they all Innovation, my friends. But going back to it, if it lasted more than 3,000 hours, the fine was 200 Swiss francs for every 1,000 of the light bulbs that they sold. Now, I tried, and with the way their unions were back uh, in the early 1900s, the closest I could find was the exchange rate in 1945, I think. Mm-hmm. which was only a little over 20 years, so it's kind of so accurate. Um, if I did my math correctly, which I probably didn't, is it's about $45, a little over $45.71 per 1,000 light bulbs sold. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, you know, per 
you know, a thousand light well, bulbs. Well, I think back in the, what, 1920s, you said? Yeah. That's quite a, I, I think that would be a significant amount of money for people. Well, and that and how many they were selling. Yeah. I mean, they sold 10 million bulbs. That's a lot of money. <laughs> so <laughs> like are you, per okay, so those you're, you're saying sold. if they were to sell the 10,000, 10, this is how 10 much, million. 10 million, then yeah. this is how much money they would end up Yeah, it'd owing. be like almost half a million dollar fine. Wow. If that. But, uh, so these engineers, back onto, like, the light bulb, the engineers have spent their time increasing the life of the bulb, now had to reverse engine, reverse it, and make sure not only that it's worse, but that it only lasts a certain amount of hours. And I'm looking at the graph, I have it up here, and we'll put it up there too, uh, when the cartel was formed, and the average lifespan definitely started going down at that time. It started at about 1,750 hours. And by 1934, just nine years after their meeting, it dropped down to a little over 1,200 hours. And that's a 31% decrease. And, of course, the sales went up by 25% in just those four years. So imagine. <laughs> imagine. So if we, if we know that they were doing this back in the 1920s, uh-huh. what have they been doing throughout with many of the products that we currently have? With everything else. Yeah. That go... Hey, this isn't this should go. I mean, we already know that Apple was one of the Apple and other uh, cell phone companies mm-hmm. had actually created a bug or something within the the phone that after you had it for several years and you didn't switch it out, it would start acting up on you and you would have yeah. to go get another phone. Yeah, yeah, on and purpose. Yeah. So, how many other products are we not paying atten- too close attention to that we find out that are that break down on us quite easily uh-huh. after a few years, you know? Yeah, constantly. Can you think of anything right now that you'd be like, hey, this should should have lasted longer? Uh, like cars, uh, pretty much everything. Yeah. Everything. And that brings me to back to the story because even with the cost for the pieces and, like, technology getting better and the cost of components getting cheaper, they kept the prices were the same. So it increased <laughs> their product even more, like – the cost of the components and everything got cheaper for them, yeah. but they kept the price of the <laughs> the light bulb and so, everything. So their product the same. Yeah. So well, their profit just went higher and higher each year yeah. too. Well, I mean, and people didn't know anything about it, so they didn't know the wiser that they were paying for the same product that was wasn't worth it. Yeah. I mean, got I worse. Guess, I guess. Could you tell the difference between a light bulb that it lasts fifteen hundred hours that went down to twelve hundred hours? That was supposed to last. Yeah, Something. you probably like at a minimum you, you you probably wouldn't notice that small discrepancy. Mm-hmm. It would be so insignificant that you'd be like, "Oh, my light bulb went out," and you would go well, buy another for, one. For years, you know, you get a light bulb and it lasts you two, three years, and yeah. now all of a sudden the light bulbs, you know, you're doing it now is lasting you one year. Yeah, it's like what happened. Well, I mean, but how how close attention do people pay attention to those things that they say, you know, what uh, this. I remember specifically that it was lasting longer, right? Yeah. And now it's not. I mean, now people go, I mean, we do that with money right now. We say, hey, my dollar went a lot further before, but yeah. we know that inflation causes those things, right? Yeah. Whereas you don't think about that with products that you buy per specifically, right? Especially mm-hmm. like technology. You end up going, oh, look at that new technology, not realizing that you're – your product has been obsolete now for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, look at going downhill. Look at the young people when they see a laptop that's a little bit older than four years. They're like, that's a dinosaur. Don't let me use that. I don't want to play with that thing. 
I don't want to put OBS on that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but so back to the cartel. All right, sorry, sorry to go off on a tangent there. Uh, the cartel was actually meant to last until like the 1950s, but started falling apart and struggling in the 30s due to other outside competition that was coming in, non-compliance in some of its own members, mm-hmm. and the obvious start of like World War II was the final nail in the coffin that completely just killed it. Uh, but they they've already entrenched themselves into the 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 product. So even though that they fell apart, that particular plan that they had is already there. It's not it's not good. Well, I think it got carried on too to yeah. to other things. Now this tactic obviously survives today. You know, we've talked about it and it's called plan obsolescence. There's actually a video from a while back uh in 2003 that you're talking about how Apple uh a guy on YouTube goes into Apple and uh, how on the iPad, the iPod battery would go out pretty quick. And on his, it went out in a year and a half. And if you're paying good money for something, you would want it to last more than 18 months. You know, you mm-hmm. expect it to last five, six years or whatever. Yeah. So in the video, he takes, he talks to a customer service rep at Apple and they tell him it would be $250 for them to refurbish it plus a mailing fee. Which, you know, who knows how much that's going to cost. And so they tell him... But at that price, you know, you might as well go get a new one. And that's actually what caused a class action lawsuit that Apple sold out of court, of course. So I don't know how much money they got. Yeah. So that's... And then, I mean, that's that's basically... You know what? It's, it's interesting because you think about the phones that... Speaking of the batteries... Batteries mm-hmm. used to be able to like you used to be able to take out the battery and go and just buy it. just go buy a battery yeah. and replace it. So you're now they're making them internal where you can only you charge them, but you can't really take them out if you want to take them out. Kind of like the iPod, yeah. You have to take it to them. Well, that's that's where um, a lot of people are fighting for that. I forget what it's called, but there's a guy in New York kind of spearheading everything too, to where you have the the right to repair, yeah, including like vehicles and everything because. You try to get into the software and it, it, they don't have it. They're not giving it to like mom and pop garages to go and fix simple things. You have to go to a Ford dealership for them to plug it in yeah. to have that proprietary uh, software. Well, I thought it was interesting because th- there was also a thing where, you know, most vehicles come with like, oh, they come with warmer, warm seats, mm-hmm. the heated seats and things like that. But they were mm-hmm. going to create it all like create like a subscription. Yeah. Where you would have to pay like a monthly fee. It's all there. For something that was already <laughs> like given to to us for free mm-hmm. if you purchased the, the product at a certain level. Yeah. Right? I heard uh, that's happening to Bluetooth. Bluetooth? For your phones inside your car. What? Yeah. yeah like explain they're, that They're taking bit. that out that you just have to pay an extra fee for it. Like to get it. Like it's now becoming like an added thing to cars That's again. crazy. And so... Yep. It, before Joseph goes on, if you have any of the story or you if you know of new products or anything like that that has to do with kind of that uh, obsolescence. Mm-hmm. Plan uh, obsolescence. Plan obsolescence. Mm-hmm. Uh, any current products or things like that that you would say, comment down below. Let us know, like, what are those products currently that you see out there or that you see coming in the future that are going to create us to, like, constantly repurchase or something that in the past that we used to have that would last a long time that is now just constantly having to be uh, a product that we constantly have to repurchase similar to the light bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure if any of you remember back in 2017, there was an iOS update that 
it was sent out to everybody. And a lot of people saw apps that were loading slower. Uh, the phone would just start shutting down. And Apple said they did this to extend the longevity of the battery by throttling the performance. So it, like, wasted the battery and everything. Yeah. And the whole saving the battery wouldn't be an issue if, like you said, it could be replaced. If they weren't just shells. So some would actually say that planned obsolescence isn't about greed or making money. That's actually good for everyone. Okay. I want to hear this. I want to hear about how me having to spend more money to purchase item for an item that I would thought would last longer than a year or 18 months is good for me. Yes. There is a story about this. It comes back. It goes back. I should say way back in the depression era when a lot of people were out of work, Mm -hmm. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Bernard London proposed a mandatory planned obsolescence. What he meant was making a lease of life to a lot of things like shoes, machines, homes, toasters, whatever you can think of uh, when they were first built or made. This meant, when someone buys something, they know exactly how long it'll last or how long they can use it. And once that time is up, this thing that they purchased would become legally dead. So these things that have this uh, lease of life would be controlled by an appointed government agency and destroyed if there is widespread unemployment, uh, you know, to create jobs to make these things to replace them that they destroyed on purpose. <laughs> I don't know if that convinced me that... This is this is a good thing for me. Well, it to me that sounds like it like could hinder innovation. Yeah, you know. So because it, by doing such a thing, you're they're they're putting out a product that isn't going to get better. You know, uh-huh. like so. Here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I like my phone. Mm-hmm. I would if it had a external batter a battery that I can take in and out. Mm-hmm. I might keep that phone for long, for longer. Yeah, but if the technology gets better and things aren't working well with old technology, then you go purchase the technology. Yeah. But what is the means to creating more innovation if they're just technically turning off your your lights, you know? Yeah. Well, it doesn't sound right, but what they were thinking of was not having another, like, um, Great Depression to where... Well, I get that because they would want, hey, nobody's products are going out, so... That particular industry is going out of business. Yeah. Okay, I can kind of see where that's that's a benefit for us. Yeah. But well, at the same time, I, we, I wonder what it would do to innovation because you think about the light bulb. Mm-hmm. Has there been any new innovation to the light bulb since like the 1920s? Yes. There's LED now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like the innovation of light bulbs, we, we continue to change out the light bulb. I mean, it's well, basically Well, there are smart the bulbs now too. Well, yeah, but that's that, that's with the innovation of like yeah. uh, of well, technology in that sense, but not in like the length, the longevity of a light bulb. Yeah, you know, like imagine like what other innovations could have come from light bulbs if they would have allowed it to continue to kind of be that thing where they're like, okay, somebody. Well, I don't think it's so much the innovation because innovations happen to light bulbs. It was just the longevity of them lasting as long as they did. It wasn't so much how can we make light bulbs better because they have come a long way from, like, the freaking Edison bulb and everything, even though those are still made. But it's just made a different way to where they last. Yeah. Not as long. I would say there's not a there's not as much of significant changes as you would think. Like, cell phones continue to improve year over year. 
right? Uh, and w- I guess so. And why do they do that? It's because they don't want somebody to go, I'm just going to keep my phone. Most pe- most older people are going to keep their phones for a long period of time. I still got my jitterbug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but people with, with technology improves over and over again, they mm-hmm. go, oh, I want that new technology. You see what I'm but saying? But there's Whereas, typically not any new technology. It's just like, oh, l- the camera's a little better. Oh, uh, like that's what I'm saying. What huge step has they're taking? Or like, I want that new cell phone, the touchscreens, the cell phone. Well, but but that's what. But that's what I'm saying. It started off with just a regular button phone, and then it went to Mm -hmm. touchscreens. Then it went to better cameras. Now your phone is able to get on the internet. Now Mm -hmm. you see you see that innovation, that growth within that product. Yeah. Whereas there's you want you don't want to necessarily like obviously they're trying to figure out a way for you to not keep your cell phone with the battery and things like that, which I think is terrible. They should mm-hmm. figure out a way for us to do it. But at the same time, you would want them to also continue to innovate with new technology to have that growth, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess how far and what technology, you won't know because it's a it's a negative. So you can't say, okay, well, it, what could have happened, right? Yeah. If they didn't do this. Yeah. It's, it's you don't want... There's a fine line between how long something lasts and, like, the innovation of it. And what yeah. that brings me to is there's actually an old movie called The Man in the White Suit. Mm-hmm. It's from 1951. He, he creates a fabric that doesn't, you know, uh, stain, fray, wrinkle, or anything. And everyone loves it. And he makes a suit out of it, which has to be white because it's so stain-resistant. Like, there's, there's no inks or dyes that will stick to it. But the obvious happens when the factory, you know, boss man knows this and they won't be able to sell a lot of these, a lot of this thread because it's so durable. It'll last forever. You know, once it's made, there's nothing that needs to be done to it. Yeah. And the workers get all uh, worked up because they're, um, they're workers and that's what they do. That's how they make their living. Mm-hmm. Uh, because once it's made, there's no other need for it. And a lot of uh, clothing, you know, the cost of clothing, I should say, yeah, goes way down. And then they start to hunt him down to to kill him and destroy his invention, and all this connects to uh, stockings when they were first made. When they switch from being made from silk to that newly invented nylon, mm-hmm. that you know, lasts f- a little longer, a yeah, little harder follow, to tear. Yeah, they follow the cartel thing of knowing how long it's going to last, and purposefully made a worse product to turn to more sales and to more profit. So it's like it, it was such a great product at first, and that lasted a while, and it did the yeah. same thing to stockings. Yeah, and to me that it brings me up to that same uh, discussion where it's kind of like, yes, he made a a fabric and things that would last longer, mm-hmm. but think of what else they could have done with that particular fabric that could have innovated, like obviously, or you know, new styles of clothing, new things like that. But instead, they just saw it as a net negative. As opposed to a positive and going, hey, this is going to improve our lives in general, right? Yeah. Kind of like, uh, who was it? I think it was Tesla who came up with the, uh, or no, it was a guy who supposedly came up with a car that ran on water. Yeah. Yeah. Hydrogen or whatever. Yeah. Where, okay, well, why wouldn't you want something that can run on different things? Yeah. That's where the whole conspiracy comes up of like oil people coming up and and killing them or or taking his stuff and hiding that. That whole thing. But yeah, and then it brings into uh, electric cars, right? Now we got electric cars. Why is it so prevalent to say, hey, let's get electric cars now? Because, well, your battery is going to run out, and it's probably going to be just as expensive to change a battery on an electric well, car. Really and you're going to go, you can 
you can replace this battery in this car, mm-hmm. or you can just buy a new car. Yeah. That's basically what's going to end up happening. You say you actually save money by buying a new car. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to you're going to save more money by buying a new electric car than you replacing that battery in the car. I think that's actually what's kind of happening right now. Most people yeah. who have Teslas and electric cars right now, they're finding it actually cheaper to just um take out another loan to get another car than mm-hmm. it is to just change out the battery on that vehicle, which is the whole reason you like Yeah. got the car to begin with. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, thank everyone of you people for listening and watching. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, sheesh, and hit that bell right there. Uh, I'm pretty sure the editor will put that in nicely. But if you have any more uh, plant obsolescence stuff that you've seen lately or have pr- recently purchased something that just hasn't been lasting as long as it used to in the recent years, definitely uh, let us know in the comments below. Yeah, that'd be interesting to hear. So, and if you don't want to share it in the comments, email us, uh, and our email for the show is in the description. Thank you. Like, share, subscribe. Share with your friends and your neighbors. This is the end.